Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Alguera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. Today, I want to talk to you about grief. And I think that many of us don't understand that we can be stuck in our grief cycle when things are not going the way that we expected it to or wanted it to. And grief actually requires a certain level of internal capacity to process through. So what does that mean when I talk about capacity? Capacity is something that is built into us over time, really as a child, if you think about it from the perspective of where you learn things and how do you become an efficient adult, you know, from childhood, it's through repetitive situations in your, in your childhood that create how you're going to function in adulthood. And what I found is that when we don't have certain things like grief built into us as kids, and when we become adults, we don't know how to grieve. And I've talked about this before, but I I find this to be something that is a continual thing that needs to be discussed because it's so important. Like grief is, is a part of our life. We have to grieve in order to make new meaning. That is how grief works. It is designed that way. Our, we actually are wired to grieve. So let me give you an example. Um, I've talked about this before with my daughter a lot, but if I, if my child, okay, and I'm just going to give you just a basic example, but if my child loses something that was really important to her and I minimize it or I shame her or I go and buy her something else, right? Same thing. She doesn't ever have to deal with the emotions that are associated with her loss, right? Like she lost the thing that she really liked. And now she like is either being rescued from it or being shamed or it's being minimized. That doesn't teach a child to grieve. Okay. Like it's a fix it strategy. It's an avoidance strategy. It's, it's completely different than what grief looks like. Okay. So grief is, is built when we are a child by having experiences that tell us how to do so. So if I, with with my daughter, if I teach her the other strategies by not actually grieving and just fixing or minimizing or shaming, then that doesn't give her the ability to grieve. But if I say, wow, this is, this is really hard. Like, like that was a lot of money and I get that. Like, oh, that, that is so, so painful that you lost that. And I sit with her and I'm, and I be with her in that. And we talk about, you know, how she loved whatever that was. Maybe it was a pet. Maybe it was, I don't know. She lost, she lost a Nintendo switch recently, you know, and like, I was grieving the loss of that. I was like, oh my gosh, like that was so much money, you know? And so I was having to process my own grief in the loss of her Nintendo Switch. And for her, you know, if she loses something that's super valuable to her, like a pet, 
And I just go, oh, we'll just get a new one. Like, we'll just mask it with a new one. I mean, how many times have you seen that happen? I've seen and heard that happen multiple times. Or even like you see people that, you know, they lose a loved one and they just go right into a new relationship. It's unprocessed grief. That grief will come out eventually. And usually it comes out twisted and sideways in ways that we don't really like, in ways that are not beneficial to us. And that's because we didn't get that built into us over time. So if I sit with her and we like, yeah, like this is hard and I'm, and I'm affirming how difficult this is and we process it through and she can have anger and she has a space to voice what's happening and the bargaining, you know, part of it too. Like, oh, okay. Like maybe it'll just come back or maybe, maybe I can do this to make it come back. Or like, maybe it was here, maybe it was there, or, you know, maybe we can do something else. There's so many parts to grief that we have to learn how to do as kids. When we don't do that, then we don't know how to do it as an adult. And I would say that there's even another factor to this. So let's say as a kid, you didn't get specific needs met, such as connection, attunement, repair, such as like hugs and kisses and unconditional love, right? Like these are the things that we need as people in order to go out into the world and have success. And so when we don't have that and we only have what we have, so let's say it's really, really bad. Let's say, you know, there's a lot of abuse that's happening and because it was our story and what happened to us, to us, we will often minimize the reality of our story because nobody was building capacity into us to have a functional childhood. And to be honest with you, when we're kids, our parents, they are everything. Even if we don't want them to be, we still need them for survival. We have to have them. And so with that being said, when we have a really rough childhood and we grow up, and we're repeating cycles that we don't like. We're repeating things that our parents did to us, to our kids. When we're looking for romantic relationships, that's to fill that spot in us that didn't get met. We are actually in unprocessed grief. We are living it out. We aren't dealing with the deeper pain because we don't have the capacity. It wasn't built into us as kids. So we are doing exactly what we did as kids, which is to avoid, to numb, to fantasize, right? Like, oh, my prince will come. He's going to come for me. Okay. It wasn't this guy. It's the next one. It wasn't this girl. It was the next one. And then each time the letdown is worse because now there's more grief added to the story that is not being processed. Do you see how this can get so twisted? And then we have people that are like going, why am I having such a bad time? Like, why is this so hard? Why can't I get it together? And I got to tell you, my friend, it often can be, I'm not going to say always, right? Bad things happen to good people all the time. So let me just preface this that, right? But sometimes, and a lot of times, we find ourselves in repeated situations because we have unprocessed grief. We have a part of us that is stuck in time that is trying to reenact 
a place where it didn't get its needs met and wasn't seen. It didn't develop. This part of us did not develop. And so then we're left with the ripple effect of that. And we cope exactly the same way as we did as a kid. You know, remember we used to fantasize about stuff as kids. We daydream in class when we're bored. And then we carry that over into our adult life and we're struggling. And maybe we've gone to therapy and maybe we've done, you know, some other type of coaching and we find ourselves still stuck in this place. And I'm telling you that your reality could be unprocessed grief because you don't have capacity to do that. You don't even know what it would look like to grieve fully. And, you know, on the, if you look really in the grief process, it's obviously it's not linear, right? Like grief can go in waves. You can be pulled back to a place of bargaining. You can be pulled back to a place of anger. You can be pulled back really to any place in the grief process, but to see where you're at sometimes helps when we're in process of grieving to show us how far we've come. And so really the grief process starts in shock and denial. And if we live there forever, <laughs> we will continue in our adult life from, from childhood into our adult life in shock and denial. We'll keep having shocking situations and then we'll go into denial. Like it's not that bad. It's not that hard. It's not real because we live in fantasy. We're not able to move on, right? We're not able to move on into the next phase where we're really feeling the emotions that are associated with grief, depression, sadness, bargaining, anger. You know, these things have to be processed through to literally look over our life and say, what has been lost here? What, what am I trying to recreate? What, what is, what is, what is the process that I'm stuck in here? And when we can do that, when we can process grief through, we can make new meaning, right? We can accept it is what it is, right? Like this has happened and now I have a new foundation to work from. But the reality is, is when we don't grieve and we don't have the capacity to grieve, we're still sitting on the same foundation, we have to build a new foundation by going through the grief process. Okay, so I've said a lot with that. So how do we build capacity for the ability to grieve? Number one, you have to seek out help. You have to seek out somebody that has already walked the process of grief, knows how to grieve, and can support you in that process. Hey, I do that with people all the time because I know how to grieve. I learned it. So I know how to grieve. So I help people in their process. And I also help people see where grief is. Words that they are saying that actually sound like grief. I'm like mirror the, mirroring this stuff back. Or did you know that you're bargaining right now? And they go, oh, I actually didn't know that. And then they're, and they'll say very similar words. Like I'm stuck. I keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And I don't know why I don't want to do it but I'm doing it over and over and over again. 
Yes, my friend, it is because you are stuck in the grief process. Now, if if we needed a parent to teach us how to grieve, then it's not unreasonable to think that we need another person in our adult life, even though we are adults, to help us with the process of grief. It is the most normal thing. It's right. It's pure. It's, you know, exactly how it's supposed to be done. And grieving with another person helps undo that deep level of aloneness where the parts of us that are stuck in that cycle and sitting on that really old unprocessed grief foundation can start to walk outside of that and start moving in the process. So bringing it into relationship with somebody who knows the process of grief, not telling you what to do, but to help you in your process, to support you in your process of grief. Having somebody that will help you see your process is another way to start undoing the foundation of grief that has been unprocessed. If we can have somebody, you know, like I said, like point out, hey, like this sounds like bargaining right now. Are you noticing that? This sounds like anger. Like, of course you'd be angry. It's it's right. It's valid that you'd be angry right now. Yes, you did lose that. That was taken from you. You are no longer able to do those things. You've lost money. Uh, you lost your house. You lost your job. You lost your dog, whatever, right? Like that thing no longer exists and you have every right to be angry with the people, with the system, with the air, you know, whatever it is. You have every right to be angry. And then when we allow somebody else to be in that space with us, we can, yeah, like, that's right. I should be angry about this right now. That's right. This is a part of the grief process. And a lot of people even get stuck in that. They get stuck in, you know, all these different parts of the grief process. So when we can have somebody validate our experience of the emotion that is happening without trying to fix it, we can start moving towards acceptance. And the other thing is, is how we are built with capacity is that relational piece, right? Because again, if we were kids, we had an adult, if it was done right, we would have an adult that would help walk us through the grief process to get to the place where we can have acceptance, build new meaning and be okay. If we grew up with a lot of enabling, we won't know what even grief looks like it looks like because we then also become often enablers and fixing other people's stuff keeps us stuck with dealing with our own grief and our own loss and our own sorrow. And so it gives us like almost like a dopamine hit, right? Like we can help other people and then we get this like dopamine hit, we feel good, but then if there's nobody there to help or if nobody's listening or following through with the things that we suggested, then we become depleted and that grief is sitting there even further. And this is the hard thing about grief because when we're not taught how to recognize it and what's happening inside, then we don't know how to do it. So in essence of what I'm saying is that in order to build new foundations, we have to grieve. And grief, if it's been 
something that has been shut down for many, many years, we won't recognize it when it's coming to us. So a couple ways that you can recognize unprocessed grief is where you are in relational cycles where you continue to try to get needs met with people that cannot meet those needs. I I had a part of me that was like that, a very, very, very young part that insisted on having people that did not have the capacity to be a relational resource to be a relational resource because that part of me was so young, didn't know how to grieve, didn't have the tools and didn't have the help or capacity then that part was really in a lot of ways, just kind of driving my life. And I didn't know that that was happening. Once I discovered that part of me, then I was able to grieve, recognize, okay, there are certain people that can meet the needs of this part of me that people that don't have that capacity, you know, so there are people that can meet those needs, but the people that don't have capacity, those people cannot meet this need. And that ended up being okay. Like, and then I, and then I was able to go, oh, I actually don't need to exit relationships because of that. I don't need to push those people out of my life. I just need to know where I can get this fulfillment, you know, where I can get this need met and it can be, you know, a resourceful well for me relationally. And so once I was able to process that part of my grief, then new grief came. And this is a part of life, right? We don't get to to choose what we grieve like it is happening we get to choose whether we avoid it or not but we don't get to choose what our losses are often sometimes we can choose to walk away from things but there still is a loss there and faking it till you make it that doesn't work you guys it is such a ridiculous line because when it comes to relational stuff and our childhood, there is no faking it. Like people actually know that you're not who you're saying you are. We feel it, right? We feel when you're faking it. We're aware of it. So yeah, you might be faking it, but you're not actually moving forward. You're stuck and people are aware of that. So this is a part of that process is owning where am I in denial about my life. Where have I not allowed myself to go there and feel that very thing that I don't want to feel so I can heal myself? And that's so hard because we want, we think to ourselves, I will die if I admit this. I will die if, if I end up feeling that. We tell ourselves that because as kids, you know what? You would have died. Really, ultimately. I mean, what other options do you have as a kid? You don't have the capacity to emotionally deal with abandonment or other really difficult things. And so, yes, as a kid, fake it till you make it, that works, right? That we, I always, when I'm with my clients where they are sharing the way that their coping mechanisms worked for them as kids, I, I love that part of them. And I can get emotional over that because- I know that that part of them was there to help them survive. But I also see the profuse damage that that part of them that is so stuck in the grief process is doing to them now. 
and often they don't see it. So we have to peel back layer by layer by layer by layer slowly. So, you know, we're not ripping off a Band-Aid because the Band-Aid feels like you will die and you might not be able to fully handle it because you didn't have the tools. You still feel really young inside. And so the process can be slow, but you can heal this part of you. And you do that by grieving. Yeah, you can make a list of all the things that you've lost. That that can help build awareness. But ultimately, grief has to be done in relationship. Because that's how it was designed to be learned in the first place. So with all that said, where are you at in your grief process? Do you have capacity to deal with the very difficult things that you've been avoiding? And it's okay if you don't. That's why there's people who are trained in this stuff now. That way you don't have to do it alone. That way you can have the capacity built into you. You deserve that for yourself. Maybe your parents could not provide that to you as a kid, but you definitely deserve to provide that for yourself now. And there's so many resources now than ever for help that's affordable where you don't have to go it alone. Thanks for listening. If you have found today's podcast helpful, please like, subscribe, and share. If you are interested in coaching with me, go to www.identitylife.coach. And you can also find me on Instagram, identity.life.coach.